0: Looking pretty somehow. I'm gonna chase that feeling where I'm higher than the ceiling and my head's up in the clouds. I'm sick of high-rise living in bad vibes bringing it down. Yeah, and I know that you ain't disagreeing. So come on, take a chance to be free. Yeah, I'm just looking for a good time. Wanna
1: take another holiday? Margaritas on is on firing right up here on the draws away for an emphatic victory just a cause I already have an amazing always looking for a good time, but my best time is nature strip Mazu, Giga kick lengthening and I wish I win down the outside I wish I win went past Giga kick Mazu. I wish I win from last a spectacular TJ win a good time, lifting and goes back to back mr brightside held on from my over Win do the doncaster again Longer, open up your heart with me. let it float and just keep I'm just for a good time. A major bill still kicking from Virtuous circle major bill lifting in the derby and major bill too good beat Virtuous circle
0: so cuz i already have.
2: England there with uh, Tim Clark who he now manages, uh, where do we start from yesterday? We'll get to the weather in a moment, but it was Peter Moody and Luke Nolan unleashing a star on us in I Wish I Win, the Golden Eagle winner, beating home the Everest winner in the TJ. Gay gets a first derby, Mr Brightside goes back to back in the Doncaster, Walla wins both legs of the Triple Crown for two year olds so far and a horse from Dubbo the Western Districts finally win a country championships. Ronnie Doversy and Corey Brown.
3: Yeah, what a day. Um, as you'd expect, the championships day one, there's, all, there's plenty of stories, including the weather, yeah. which was unexpected. Uh, but and it's thrown up some funny results and we're not gonna be, know how to approach the form. But don't take that away from some of those performances, and especially I wish I win. He is a star in the making. Yeah.
4: How was that bunker yesterday? Hey? How was the bunker? The bunker dry? was beautiful there. <laughs> nice I've,
3: and dry. I saw you lo- even looking for a pair of socks halfway through the day. <laughs> 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 I've
4: been told I've got to buy a pair and a pair of boots, <laughs> Wellingtons at that. <laughs> it,
2: um, it's, we were expecting, hoping for an upgrade before the we're, first. We were to a good four. And then, you know, there, once it started raining, we're no,
3: rain during the day, and then they was promised us it would be all gone by the yeah. first. Yeah,
4: they said but it was passing.
3: One little blob just sat over us for about two and a half, three hours. Longer, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It stopped just before the TJ. It started at 10.30 and stopped before the TJ. Constant yeah. oh. rain,
4: filling up holes that had been created yeah. by the racing. Yeah. In saying that, I thought the track race incredibly fair. As in, like, they, they come from had everywhere. All you to do was handle it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's right. That. Whoever's getting through it the best. But it, they come from everywhere. Right? Normally, you find those heavy, heavy tracks like that, they, um, you know, on speed or out wide, but they, they won from everywhere. They had a bit of everything, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, let's start with the race of the day, the TJ
2: Smith. We'll go and watch the whole race and then we'll come back and talk about uh, I Wish I Wins Victory in the TJ.
1: Nature right Strip! the post-time favourite, and the gates are back, they're off and racing, Marzu jumped nicely off the inside, in secret, and Maria Mia was sharpened astride, and passive-aggressive are showing great acceleration together with Nature Strip, Shelby 66 in a prominent role, so passive-aggressive just leads from Nature Strip, who's got his preferred spot outside the leader, Marzu rails to third from Shelby 66, in secret, off the track, together with Maria Mia, lost and running out very deep from Private Eye, Lofty. He strikes, Shades of Rose rocketing by I Wish I Wins, the last one. 600 metres to run, and Nature Strip takes the lead clearly now by a length and a half on passive-aggressive. Marzu rails to third from in secret, lost and running out deep. Going through the middle now is Giga Kick in the white cap. Clear from Shelby 66 and Maria Mia. Nature Strip rolls up the rise, three lengths clear from Marzu. Passive-aggressive, Giga Kick five lengths away. Nature Strip, the world champion are trying to fend them up is the first to challenge. Nature Strip, Marzu. Giga Kick lengthening. And I wish I win down the outside. I wish I win. Went past Giga Kick, Marzu. I wish I win from last. A spectacular TJ win. I wish I win. Knocked off Giga Kick and Marzu. Nature Strip fourth. Then came Maria Mia. Further back, lost and running. Lofty strike in secret. Shades of Rose rocketing by. Passive aggressive. Private Eye
2: and Shelby 66. Excellent win uh, in the straight. When Nature Strip got that little kick, thought he's going to do it, mm-hmm. and then Mazzu, no, he's going to win. Yeah. And then the first horse you spotted out wide was Giga Kick. Giga kick he's yeah. going to win, and then oh, I wish I win. We had four potential winners yeah, in that in the space of two hundred metres. For
3: sure, no doubt. He's um, he was a bit of a with like performance it really. Was. And uh, look, I think. It's, Moody's done a great job, well, yeah, everyone would have thought you know, he'll train him like a miler after the Golden Eagle, hmm. you know, the way he hit the line there, but mm. he, he's reassessed the situation, he knows his horse is backwards and he's, he's identified, I think I can make a, a lot of money out
4: of sprinting this horse, yeah. and that's exactly it's what's gonna happen. pretty impressive, because they sat up, they didn't go hard, you know, like in, obviously old nature strip, he done his thing from the 600, he strolled on through, but to come from back where he did, against those horses? Not, yes? no, nothing had
3: done it really, no. throughout, and there was no indication that could happen no. throughout the day, mm. um, a lot of horses did duck to the inside, three off the fence mm. there and that, that seemed to be where you
2: wanted to be, I know Arts did it earlier on but he just did it and there's something big about that win. And, and Corey, heavy tracks take the speed out don't they? Not, not so much because they're
4: going slower in the heavy going, it's the jockeys, the jockeys trying to hold them up. They do, they try and hold them up and obviously give them that chance to get through so You'll notice, and especially in the long races, they they will slow it right up, you know, to make sure the horses one to get the trip and then two to get through the going. So, yeah, it's it's quite noticeable when you're in the run. This giga kick uh, should lose no
3: admirers. Oh. He, he just he, he never really got into a rhythm. He he got that squeeze at the start and then he he sort of had to kick up underneath in secret uh, here and then he had to hold his position. He was on the heels of yeah, old it was just Shelby. It was, although he, he, he looked to be given every hope, look, just little things like that. You don't
4: need little pests like, pesty things like that happening. Especially on a track like that, Ronnie. You know, like it's, it's not even different on a, uh, on a better surface. But when you're on, already on heavy going, you're trying to hold the horse, keep it balanced. And then he was, he was always. I mean, he's in got to hold his st- position as yeah, well. Yeah, he's in that sticky position the whole race. Um, yeah, I, I, you felt for him. And he, he said he sort of like he lost the bridle. He looked like he was going to. Just run an exactly. even sort of race exactly. at about the 500 and then next minute he's, he's up and he looked the winner. And I wish I win gave him four lengths. He did
3: and but he's a good horse giga kicker, I'd be very, you don't have to be forgiving, it was still a great run and he was beaten by a freakish performance but there's, there's not that much between these two horses I know, and I know things that can change when we get back to drier track so I'm saying maybe we it's hard to trust this form but I think we can trust these couple of horses yeah. here including Marzoo and I, I even thought Lost and Running ran a, a
4: terrific race here. He here. did, and I also thought um, Maria Mia. I thought she ran terrific. She loves it when well. she's fit. But yeah. Tell me, what about the old horse? What's happening?
3: Uh, nature Strip. Yeah. I thought he ran well. You know, he's run fourth in a very hot race on a heavy, heavy track. I, I won't get involved in this, he must be retired business. Mm. I mean, I'm sure Chris Waller would know when and where is the time. Yep. It's not as if he's tailed out. We're all yeah, hailing right. him the winner with 100 yeah. meters, 200 <laughs> metres to go, and all of a sudden he's got to be retired. I, I don't know about that. Um, we'll leave that decision to the people that matter, I and mean, you know, the owners and the trainer, who will obviously give his advice when he thinks the moment's um, come along. But the winner was just
2: too good. For a moment there though, it looked like Nature Strip oh, was still Nature Strip,
4: wasn't it? 100%. <laughs> I honestly, I, I actually, I took my eyes off him about 300 because I thought, he's going to win. I'm just looking yeah. to see something that's going to come. And then like you said, uh, Marzu getting up underneath and then next minute, Giga Kick and then old Lukey Nolan. And Peter and Paul
2: Snowden got six months with Marzu to get him to the Everest they don't have to worry about getting a slot or prove himself he he's got he's the only horse that's actually got an official slot giga kick's got one i wish i win's got one but officially it's marzu yeah
3: yeah no no doubt he's um he's just mr reliable
2: marzu wet dry he usually gets better with a run under his belt ben millen ben millen was
4: suspended for causing the interference
2: to private eye
4: yep about the 500 metre mark. Um, I, look, she jumped really, really well. I think she was ridden too close, but like Ronnie said, she just maybe because she landed there instead of dragging her back, but um, yeah, maybe the heavy track, but I was, I was a fraction disappointed, but I think she's she's a, a get back horse.
3: I thought the three-year-old went okay, Lofty struck for a horse, didn't appear, his wheels were spinning there, but he still gathered a little bit of momentum late. So I'm not, you can't be, and obviously Private I got put up the rail. Yeah. Yeah, that's a total forgive as well. So, what do we learn out of this? I'd think we'd like to learn more if we, we see this field meet again on a dry track. Uh, but I, I, I think we can comfortably say one, two, three um, are the three at the moment, yeah. Um, but that can change when we get see give these other horses another chance on a drier track I'd love to
4: see lost in running draw a soft barrier.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and he's had the missed he's, he's had these little setbacks that have been bad timing You know the week before his races and mm-hmm. and things like that, but that'll
2: change his luck has got a turn now and sooner rather than later Well, he'll get a chance in a couple of weeks in the all-aged mm-hmm. He'll yep. run second up in that show us this picture I think it's under Ronnie. It's called Ronnie's legs. No, it's not Ronnie's legs. <laughs> well,
3: this, <laughs>
2: this is. I wish
3: I win as a foal. You serious? That is him as a foal. They had to throw him out and hide him in the back paddock. There, he couldn't be sold anywhere. how we go X-raying him to see if he's sound enough to race? And yeah, you'd find all sorts of colours in there. <laughs> oh, mate, that is, that is unbelievable. That was him as a foal. Yes, okay. For the viewers, how do they correct that? Oh, they're very good at it. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> you, you stand next to him in the winning winning uh, circle. There, he's got beautiful legs,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very fast ones. Uh, that is unbelievable. Just show it again.
3: So that's how he was born, more or less deformed. Yeah. More or less deformed. So they straighten them up and they, they put strip a them past and, a cast and or whatever. Yeah, they yeah. they they they're so good at it now, straightening these horses' legs
2: up. And, but you would have honestly, you could have written him off as a lost cause. For sure. Um, Peter Moody has won the TJ Smith twice with Black Caviar. His uh, involvement with TJ Smith goes back to when he was a fifteen-year-old. Yep, and uh, that's why I think he—he's he, a real proud man, Peter.
3: You know, he loves his history and whatever, and I think he well, obviously he had has respect for TJ as the anyone that worked for him, but mm. I was there when he was there, and he was the number, as a young man, he was one of the number one men, he was the pony man, and he could see everything that was going on, mm. he had a keen eye, and I, I think he learned. there's a lot of TJ about him, you know, with uh, with his loyalty, just for yeah. a start, his loyalty, loyalty to his job. I love that. He doesn't go chasing your, no. your, your Bowmans, your McDonalds, mm. your Mariras, your Pertons, he's got his team, yeah. he's got Luke Eno a little Linda Meach, he's got, mm. you know, they yeah. all they line up. They can. He'll give them a big bake if they can cop yeah. that bake. It'll be
4: all finished with the the yeah. next week when he. They all a have a spot, and it's great loyalty. I think it's uh, great,
3: and he's always been the same. Mm. And yep. uh, he's a,
2: a marvelous trainer. We all know that. It is a remark. He wrote a book. He wrote a book about his, his life, coming from Wyandra down to uh, to Sydney, and then getting black caviar in the end. But Wyandra, in the middle of nowhere, yeah. in outback Queensland, and he comes down and gets a job for T J Smiths, and then never looks back he mm. yep. never looks back. And incredible, and uh, he's got he's got a lot of t- TJ
3: traits about him. You know the way he gets his horses fit, and mm. he, he's a straight shooter. Um, maybe uh, the only difference with TJ uh, you know, Moody would blast his jockeys in the press, but, but TJ would never do that. He'd always wait till the next day,
4: <laughs> right? Yeah, and <laughs> right.
3: then give it. Yeah, not in front of the owners, but and. TJ would tell the owners what jockeys was riding that. They wouldn't. The owners wouldn't tell TJ who was riding their horse. The same with Moody, I reckon. Yeah. You know, some one of them might come up and say, oh, I want you know, uh, McDonald to ride this horse." Moody had yeah. just give him a blast yeah. take your I've got, a jockey. I've, yeah, got I, a jockey. I've got my jockeys. Mm. Yeah. So
2: that and it's work for him, mm. and he gets the loyalty back. And for post Black Caviar for for Lukey Nolan, it, it's not, life's not going to be the same, is it? No,
4: it's not going to be the same. But I I, I will say Lukey. This is me speaking. Watching Luke under that pressure, you know, like you can see it after he won. He eats it. It, Well, he he eats it, but like with that black caviar pressure, it it obviously got to him and it took him a while to to get back to where he is. And I felt for Lukey, like especially over in England, like when he dropped his hands and Mm. nearly got beaten, but he didn't. And yeah, I think that that pressure really built and it, Sort of hurt him for a while,
2: and, and, and it affected um, uh, Bowman, Bowman and, and Waller. Yeah. yeah, it took them a long yeah. time to get over yeah. all that pressure. Yeah, yeah, to keep that winning streak going. Yeah. You're right. It happened to Bowman for a while. Everyone
3: had him down the dumps post wink stress yep. and yeah. post you know black caviar yep. stress. Yep. He was he was down the dumps
4: for eight
2: yeah, months there. Yeah, a good while. Was this, this that, that phenomenon of the streak, it came along with Black Caviar and then we had it straight after with Winks, mm. And we hadn't seen that before. We'd never no. seen it. Kingston Town got beat, Might and Power got beat, Octagonal got beat. They all got beat. Yes, yeah. they did. Those horses never got beat oh, they had to keep winning because it was expected. Yeah. Yeah. And somehow, somehow they did it. Here's Peter Moody after the race.
5: Pretty special. Uh, you know, we tried something different this time round and uh, you know, he's running well without winning, so to be rewarded today was very special. I just said earlier, it was, uh, I laid down at 10.30 for a little camp and the track was a good four. I was, I was very happy with myself and at half past 12, I didn't want to come to the races when it was a heavy eight. His ability to quicken on dry ground is much greater. So that dulled my confidence, but uh, great to see me little mate Trumby Noll, and he plotted the right path. Traditionally on wet tracks, barrier 14 becomes barrier one, but watching the earlier races, they were winning. Yeah. down the middle. So for him to sort of break the pattern it was it was good and it shows you what a good horse he is. It's great to think that you and Luke are still together after all this time. Yeah, well they're like a passive your anatomy aren't you? Sometimes a split but it always comes back together but uh, um, Liz, yeah, no, it's special, and, and a big thanks to the Chittick family, uh, Mark and Pippa, they're down in the South Island, they'll be watching there, and Gary, Mary, and, and uh, their grandchildren here today to celebrate with us, so it's, it's a very special win, and, and like I said, you know, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, I won it again with the great mayor, and to win the race named after the Little Master, my first boss when I was 15 at Barrel Street Kensington's pretty special as well. Now, you've won the, this horse has won the second richest race in Australia, you don't want to come back and win the r- richest probably have a couple of slot holders give us a good call tonight, will I? You reckon? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll let the dust settle. Uh, what we set out to achieve has worked, so uh, I think now we go home, and uh, I was thinking the All-Age, but I think he's better with a three-week break, so we probably go home now, take the foot off the pedal, and uh, gear him towards an Everest. It is the best yet to come? Well, you know, I don't know. I don't know where the ceiling is. I'm pretty happy with what he's done thus far, an Eagle and, uh, and a TJ Smith. No, no it's pretty special. He's pretty pretty
6: impressive. Um, he's a he's an exceptional horse, and um, I just I thank the uh, the Chittick family. Um, probably given the time necessary to sort of so being able to enjoy this horse, uh, this this campaign in his last. Um, he's uh, he was born with a bent leg, and um, and he needed time, and they gave it to him. He, even though he did raise a two-year-old, but. Um, uh, ben and Geldinger, hopefully we see him race on for many seasons to come. Were you confident the whole race? He never troubled grade in the ground actually, and he's had two goes on it for two seconds in modest grade. But um, it wasn't, we got the we got the the rise behind us, and he, he grew a leg and he lengthened stride. So. Oh, doesn't yeah? Because oh, we, we, he's such a great mover on top of the ground, I wasn't sure he'd, he'd convert that to soft ground, but I'm pleased to say he did. That
4: blind chicken gets a bit
6: more corn. Yeah, a lot more corn. We're getting the whole cob too. It's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. Well done, mate. The, the biggest slinger in Australia too, don't worry.
7: <laughs> Zach Perton, giga kick? Yeah,
6: very good effort. here I well.
7: Sam Clippen and Mazu?
6: I
8: thought he's um, run terrific. He acquitted himself very well against two exceptional horses in giga kick and I wish I win and must admit when I had Peered off Nature Strips back, thought we had the race won. They obviously just had a nice swooping run down into it. But the way I, I, I know Peter and Paul train, they, you know, I think you'll be... He was pretty close to Cherry Ripe today, but I think he will be uh, spot on for his next 1,400 metre assignment.
7: James McDonald Nature Strip. Yeah, he ran a bold race. Tyler Schiller, Maria Mia.
8: Crack and Run. Um, she showed that she's up to them at Wait for Age.
7: Ben Mellum in secret.
8: Look,
9: she... Began fast, the speed was sedate early. I was happy enough with our position, but the speed went on mid race and ultimately I I, I feel she struggled in the ground after that.
7: Craig, you went lofty straight?
6: Yeah, he ran great. He didn't really handle the track all that well. He was involved in a little scrimmage coming to the corner, so he lost his spot, but he fell on really well again.
7: Rachel King, Shades of Rose. Uh, Really honest run. I don't think the heavy track's really uh, ideal for her. Karen McAvoy rocketing by
9: ground, probably just went against him there today.
7: Jordan Childs, passive aggressive?
9: Yeah, she ran on us. Um, probably just a bit too heavy for her today. Um, she only not got tired the last bit, so she'll uh, be better back on soft ground.
7: Brenton Abdallah, private eye? Uh,
9: he travelled alright. Um, I thought I was going to sort of glide through with Marzu but we got put, to, put through the fence a couple of times, so just forget it.
7: Tim Clark, Shelby 66? Yeah, he, he
9: travelled well until sort of just before the turn. He sort of got buffeted and turned sideways and it just put him out of the, out of play.
2: A of the one-liners were there. I don't know about the anatomy line that Moody delivered, but <laughs> he did say, uh, Lukey Nolan, oh, we've had a few dry creeks along the way." The only thing is, Nolan didn't use the blind cocky. Gets always get some corn, or yeah. eventually get <laughs> like some corn. The
4: blind chicken gets a little bit of corn every now and then.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Clayton Douglas, uh, while disappointed, uh, giga kick, still ran second, and he'll be back for Everest.
8: Yeah, super effort. Uh, really pleased. Um, Zach just said he just didn't get a lot of peace throughout the whole race he was sort of getting buffeted around and trying to hold a spot and um, he, he said he was okay in the ground um, but he's obviously a little bit better on better track. So, um, yeah, super effort. He's gone great. We've probably been beaten by Freak. So, um, yeah, two very good horses. Don't worry about that.
2: That's I wish I win. You come from south as the Everest winner and another one from south comes and knocks you off.
8: Yeah, I know. We both we won the Everest and the Golden Eagles. So, um, no, look, Peter Moody's a great man. He's a, he's a good supporter of mine. He always has been and I've known him for a long time. So congratulations to him and all the team at Waikato as well. So um, it's very good, very good to see. You, and um, I was very happy with my horse.
2: Uh, now uh, here's Peter Snowden about Marzil.
10: Yeah, he's ran really well. He can't not be, be happy with what he did. Uh, at this point, he just, just didn't win, that's all. But but look, he ran out of his skin. The wet track, no doubt, brought him into calculations, but he travelled so well through the run. He just loves wet ground. and. And uh, when he got beside Nature's Trip, I thought, well, it's a long way from home, we're going to hit the front here. Uh, he was starting to punch her, and uh, I knew these back markers, how good they are. And I looked up and seen them coming hard. And um, he's got a bit of a bad habit when he gets to the front, he thinks the job's done all the time. And I think he's just a sitting shot the last 200 metres. And uh, they, they gobbled him up, but to his credit, he, he rallied again when they got to him. And um, probably he, he's the sort of horse he has something to chase further on, and to bring him on a bit more.
11: A man of your experience has got to think that one day, at this level, it's going to be his day.
10: Well, history says that, but it doesn't, doesn't always deliver that. But uh, look, I'll, I'll be, we'll be hoping, and and the horse are going particularly well, and I'm sure there's a good one around the corner.
2: Uh, so here's the all-age stakes market. Uh, Moody has said he'll take, oh, I wish I win home, giga kick, we don't know. Jackano's down to trial tomorrow? Yeah, if they're on. We've had 90 mils of rain overnight. Mm. Yeah, it hasn't stopped raining. Mm. Uh, Mr Brightside goes to the Queen Elizabeth. Uh, we, we'll wait and see how these horses... Pull up, you won't know. Ho, hi ho, what's it called? Ho, 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 ho Amazon. Ho, ho, Amazon. He's going there. He's been brought over specifically for this race. Yeah. Uh, now the Everest. Giga Kick, I wish I win, and Mazi the trifecta. Yeah. And then Nature Strip. Now, roll over. We'll get page number two. I want to get to page number three. Well, alcohol Freeze is an interesting yeah, one because. Yulong have a slot. Ooh. She'll run in the queen of the turf, but eyes are on the Everest. Now Amelia's jewel, $26. Her main aim come the autumn will be the golden eagle. Yep. Peter Walsh, the owner, has said to Simon Miller, don't care how you get there, the golden eagle's the race I want to win. Yep. But who's to say that she couldn't run in an Everest before a golden eagle?
3: Yeah, The timing's right for her to run nice and fresh in an yep. Everest. And he probably
2: did himself no harm there winning first up yesterday. Well, here it is. Here's the Roma Cup, the return of Amelia's jewel. Last time we saw her, she won the, the Northerly.
4: Man's
11: about to get to the outside and off by Titan Blight as Amelia's Jewel is trying to work into the clear as they enter the straight. Acromantula's got the front from Halatorian. On the outside, Red Cam Man's coming now. Here's Amelia's Jewel. Come for me and then Resort Man. Amelia's Jewel rocketing down the centre of the track has raced up to Acromantula. Red cam Man, Amelia's Jewel in front, drawing clear. A brilliant win to the filly. Amelia's Jewel has won the Roma Cup. Amelia's Jewel from Red cam Man. Third on the inside was Acromantula.
2: So who might- my name, when we see her over here will be the Golden Eagle, but she's a $26 chance in the, uh, the Everest. That was a great return. It was. And, and I think uh, hearing from Simon Miller in, uh, during her spell, he thinks even though she's won a northerly, 1800, she's more of a sprinter. Yeah, okay. Well, she proved that she was pretty sharp there at 1100 mm. metres, wasn't she? Mm. So let's uh, take a break. We're going to come back and look at Mr. Brightside's win in the Doncaster, the Derby, and also the Sires, still to come. Mr. Brightside won the Doncaster for a second time yesterday. Let's go to the Doncaster from the start. He's Darren Flindell.
1: Check now. Gates are back and they're off and racing and banders snatching. Gentleman Roy have jumped well. Gentleman Roy is going to take the lead. Alligator Bloodsend forward with Bandersnatch. Mr. Brightside Handy on the rails. Followed by Converge. Now deep out Lindemann trying to improve and does so. is going with him. They're followed further back then to Cepheus from Golden Mile. Ossipenko's buried down on the inside as they go up into the first turn. Now in the second half of the field we've got Mustang Valley down on the rails. Deeper out from Duke Decesa. My O'Bron from Fangirl. Nuggets back near third last. Followed by Lions Roar and Hoping Your Heart is the last one. Lindemann leads up the Doncaster field and the Lone Fillies who got got to second. Then came Gentleman Roy from Alligator Blood Cepheus off the track going forward. On the outside of Bandersnatch. Then came Mr Brightside down on the inside from Golden Mile. Communist out deep going global. The American Mayor between them. Further back to Osapenko. Then came Converge. from from Duke to Sessa, starting a run out the 600 metres. Further back to Nugget, from fan fangirl all cluttered up, Mustang Valley, the rails, deeper out, Lions Roar, and hope in your heart. Linderman spins the corner in front of the Donny. It's Linderman just in front from the Philly. Zoo gotcha, gentlemen, Roy, Mr. Brightside, cruising up on the inside, coming down the outside is Nugget with a great runner. Zoo gotcha in front from Nugget, the outside, and Mr. Brightside is really starting to lengthen now. Mr. Brightside moved up to join Nugget, then came Osipenko, Mustang Valley, and my Obron bursting through. Mr Brightside in front from my Obron. Mr Brightside lifting and goes back to back. Mr Brightside held on from my Obron to win the Doncaster again. Nuggets finished in third,
2: then Osipenke, Sunline, Valley, Superimpose Obron. fine and dandy, Blue Legend. Back to back winners. It's a bit of a list, isn't it? And what a beautiful ride. Now, I know he had the draw
3: to just ride the, the, the perfect race on him, but that's what he did. Yeah. He knew he had to get in front of that, you know, that, that second bunch there. But when they opened up for him at the top of the straight, he knew I'm not going yet. Yeah. And that was a winning move because my Oberon come to challenge him, and he let, had that little bit in the tank to
4: fight him off. So. Bit of a kick, here. honestly, Ronnie, if you watch it from the inside shot at about the 400, when they first got into the straight, you can see Zach give him a squeeze, like as if to say, right, oh, we're I've on got something, we're on our way. But then he actually, not idles him down again, but he actually half okay. grabs him yeah. as if to say, whoa, whoa, I'm going to I might need that system. for later yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was great to watch. You know, there's some great runs in it. My overrun, well, he, I think we, we all concede he loves it wet and he really, he, he's reacted and so he's got to respect it in any race when he gets a wet track again. Um, Nugget, well, it was a huge run from that wide draw, wasn't yeah. it? He, he he come quickly and just come to the end of it.
4: and see he's just edging out now, so. It would have been a great moment for Dylan Gibbons. <clears throat> Andrew. How did, Andrew, sorry, um, had he got home. Um, the father and son, you know, in there together. But yeah, I actually, I felt for him a little bit, to be honest.
2: <laughs> well, he loomed up like he was going to be the winner because he was the one you're watching out wide. Hope in your heart, oh. has she ever run a bad race? No.
3: <laughs> she is just all hard, isn't she? And I want to mention Mustang Valley here as well. Uh, she got back understandably along the rail and then coming to the turn, she just hit speed bumps three and four times and I'm, I'm convinced she should have finished a lot closer there as well, but that was just a lovely execution by everyone with the winner, the trainers, uh, the jockey and, and uh, the horse. They're going well, the Hayes Camp, aren't they? Are they what? They're going great guns. No, boys no, should be congratulated there Yeah. Uh, to do what they've done, you know, they're, they're only young and their father's, uh, you know, he's the name, the big mm. name, David, and he's in Hong Kong, he's he, he's trusted these boys to take over, um,
4: you know, when a couple of them left, yeah. and they've been left on their own and they've... They've excelled. They've, they've excelled. <laughs> they've excelled. Take they have excelled. Taken it to another level. I'll tell you, another horse that I thought run really, really well there, which... She normally doesn't go on a heavy track as fangirl. Mm. I yeah. thought she stuck on really, really well. And Aussie Penco doesn't handle it well as well. So we, we could go down the page here and just say, like forgive,
3: forgive, forgive. Yep. I don't think it handles the yard, which might be wrong, or, or we could be right. But I like Duke De Sessa. I thought he was very good late, and he's got a lovely future in Australia.
2: All right, let's go on here from Ben Hayes, Zach Purton, and the Beaten Brigade.
0: 10 out of 10 right by Zach. He just traveled beautifully. (laughs) They're going off. (laughs) Um, 10 out of 10 right and he really dug in then. He got pressured and to do it with, you know, second top weight and fight like he did was fantastic. Just then he'd already cleared. So he's a a champ. You
2: always wanted to come back and and try and win it again. When did it really sink in that you wanted to set him for this race?
0: It was always in the back of our mind. Um, We thought we'd try it. We're waiting to see what weight we got. And when he got that way, we thought definitely and made it very easy when we won the All-Star yes. Mile ahead here. So um, to be able to do that and do this, just so happy for everyone. Um, it's such a good result. And um, he's such a special horse for us, so I can't believe it. Well,
2: he's everything to you boys, isn't he? He's your first of everything.
0: He was. He was our first first city winner, um, first listed winner, first stakes like group, group winner, first group one winner. Now our first jewel Doncaster winner. <laughs> Sounds good. And what about, Zach and your dad have had such success in Hong Kong too, haven't they? They have. Um, dad will be, there. will be no more proud of, them. he's so proud. And he went straight downstairs and said, Zach, can you ride him? Because yeah. he rides Sydney so well and he's from yeah. here and he knows these tracks. And you could just see the way he rode him with such confidence and... He really put in for him, so that's why he's a champ.
2: If they give you a weight, you might come back for three. Oh, we'll see what they give us. <laughs> might be over now. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> what but, is the future now?
0: Look, um, he's won today, so we'll probably look at if he pulls up well. Obviously, backing up and taking on the big boys in the Queen Elizabeth.
9: Oh, very good. Obviously, the connection I have with David in Hong Kong and getting to know his boys. and We're having a bit of a drink and a laugh about this horse in this race a few weeks back. I won't tell you what was said, but the time I wasn't going to ride the horse. <laughs> but uh, no, we drew, just drew the perfect gate and had the perfect run. It's not easy to win one Doncaster, it's very hard to win, win two, especially on testing ground like this. So, All the credit's got to go to the stable. How far out did you get confident? As soon as I come in the straight, I was traveling really well. And when I gave him a squeeze, he got there too quick. So I had to idle him down a little bit again and then asked him and he, he was laboring in the ground, but he's so honest, he, his class got
4: him through. How good is it to have the family here? Very good. <laughs>
7: hey. John Allen, My Oberon. Oh, he's gone huge.
12: Um, I thought it was the winner halfway down the straight, but um, look, to the winner's credit, he's um, dug deep.
7: Andrew Gibbons, Nugget.
10: Yeah, he ran out of his skin. Changed his draw. He races a one pair closer. Could be a different result, but ran enormous.
7: Jay Ford, hope in your heart. Yeah, really revels in those conditions and run another great race. Robbie Dolan, Mustang Valley.
10: Ran really well. Wasn't beaten far by a, a very good field and um, think she would be hard to beat wherever she goes next there.
7: Michael D. Osipenko.
10: Uh, super run, he tried really hard,
9: we had all, all the favours, I thought he was going to be right there on the corner but he stuck to his
12: task well.
7: Jamarara fangirl.
12: She ran a awry, she ran a good race, but I still believe that she's only able to bring her very best at the harder ground.
7: Dylan Gibbons, Duke Cessa?
12: Yeah, great run, it just turned into a bit of a sprint from where he was and that doesn't
9: suit him but his last furlong was brilliant.
7: Karen McAvoy, Zugotcha?
9: Brave run, yeah, she wasn't able to get a slot with any cover so we
8: just had to slide forward and. Just found it a bit hard in that ground
7: today. Taylor Schiller, communist. He uh,
8: gave me a lovely ride. I thought the heavy track just found him out.
7: Rachel King, Gentleman Ray. Uh, really brave effort making the running, but he definitely doesn't like the heavy. Ben Thompson, protagonist.
8: Yeah, he's just unsuited by this genuine heavy track. Um, he travelled okay, but not the same as he did last time, all bared up in trip last time, much better on a firmer surface.
7: Taylor Marshall, Bandersnatch? Yeah, probably didn't quite see the mile out in these testing conditions. Craig Newell, Lions Raw?
8: Brent OK, just struggled in the ground.
7: Tim Clark, Alligator Blood?
9: Yeah, had a nice run, but he just failed to handle the heavy track conditions today.
7: Brett like going global? Uh, yeah, lovely
9: mare, um, travelled really well, but as soon as I let her off the chain in the
8: ground, she was horrible, so she'd never seen anything like that and she struggled.
7: Dean Holland Linderman? Yeah, he just didn't handle the surface today, unfortunately. Dean Yandor, Cepheus.
8: Uh, tad fired up before the start. over uh, Overrace, pretty much for the race. Uh, never handled the going.
7: Brett Prebble, will converge.
9: Yeah, he just really badly didn't go and he hated it.
7: Zach Lloyd, Golden Mile.
8: Yeah, I'm not too sure about that performance. Um, I was so happy with the first half. It all panned out perfectly. And yeah, it was, as much as he was travelling, he was gone as quickly.
2: It was Zach Purton's third Doncaster, He was previously successful on Sacred Falls and it's somewhat, and of course the Hayes boys grabbed their second. A group one wins in their career, three now to Ben Hayes and JD Hayes, and 41 to Purton. Now, let's go and hear from one of the part owners, Michael Vassali.
5: He is an absolute
2: workhorse, that, that, that thing. Um, I just want to
11: thank JD Hayes and Ben Hayes, they've done an amazing job. But while I'm here, before we came to the track, I actually feel for the owners of Thunderstruck. He always, he always put it against us. Great tussle between us and Thunderstruck,
2: but that's the highs and lows of racing, yeah. But my boy Brightside is an absolute superstar. Absolute superstar. He's named after that famous song by the Killers, and he is an absolute killer over 1,600 metres. Mate, have a look at his record. Yeah, you can't be more predator than a horse. He just finds and finds and finds. He just won't give up. And Nishan probably thought she had it won with My Oberon.
8: Yeah, it's devastated, but delighted with the horse at the same time. He's gone down to, you know, it's the horse that's a star and, and um, you know, Mr. Brightside's to, to be trying to chase him down is pretty tr- tricky, but, oh, he was very tough and his last, first two runs haven't really gone to plan. I've probably trained him a bit wrong, but we just changed it up a bit and, yeah, he's obviously a proper horse on his day.
2: Um, Kieran
8: Maher, Nugget.
2: Yeah, unbelievable.
9: Um, I had Barry 20 or whatever, so I had to take his medicine, go back. Uh, Andrew rode him really well. Um, he looked like the winner there for a little bit, but um, he had to cover a fair bit of ground and, and um,
11: on the turn, it probably just cost him a little bit late. He really wants in on these big 1400 to 1600 metre races, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Like, it was the super run last start and the all-star.
9: You know, he's been great in the, in the Doncaster. He's just the perfect horse for Australia, really.
7: The owners are gonna have a lot of fun with him.
2: All right, Queen Elizabeth Stakes next Saturday. This is the big one. Uh, Anamo and Dubai on up. They are equal favourites at the moment. We are getting rain now, and rain probably for the next couple of days. The forecast for next Saturday Is mostly sunny. Yeah, I think Thursday
3: afternoon, Friday, Saturday are all good. But we've said that before. Yep. Um, So at this stage, it's advantage. Well, they've been asking for the rain with Dubai honour. They've they've got it. Yep. So it's not going to be a a good three. That's for sure. No. Um, And they've been asking for rain for Unicorn Line. Anime might be under the pump as far as we if we get a wet track of holding favouritism, equal favouritism there, but. Dubai has has got to do it twice.
2: Animo just keeps doing it. He keeps doing it. Mm. Um, William Haggis flies in tomorrow. He is uh, coming over for the first time to see his horses race. He's won seven races in Australia, and hasn't seen one of them <laughs> live. This man's been here for a little while. Here he is. Hasn't he made an entrance? Oh, yeah. Uh, Yoshido Yahagi the Japanese maestro and this everyone's oh, seen there. this Has everyone's he? seen this at a function at the star on Tuesday night he's got the moves he's got everything how he? did that happen though does he just did he just get up and start dancing well he, I don't know well, I wasn't I, mean, I wasn't there. there we've all seen the footage but how does that happen
3: well he just didn't come on mr Yahagi, get I, up and dance you know I have another look at you've been a few nightclubs <laughs> in your past how would you rate this
4: now that's guy oh, he's, he's got the moves look at him Hey, he's got socks on. <laughs> <laughs> he's got your sketches on. <laughs>
2: and, and he even now in in uh, in Japan they um, they, they retire a, their champions. They
3: retire their champions and they have a, cele- a ceremony, a, a celebration. That's a and, wonderful thing. And he rides his he rides his own horses into the ceremony. So right. it, it's amazing. This is Contrail, um, who's a champion, and oh, the, after the retirement, just the trainer rides into the cere- ceremony. Uh, don't worry about the helmets. There, just put your hat on and there you away go. you go. He did it with Liz Grasseur as well. Exactly. Yeah. So he, he's obviously had experience riding horses all his all his yeah. life, and and you can see he's got good hands.
2: Yeah. <laughs> now he, it's emerged that he has this wonderful affiliation with Australia. He was out here in 1981. And worked with Neville Begg. Yeah, and in a story I read, uh, he, st- he
3: still called him his master. Yeah. So it's amazing. It's amazing. He has had um, experience here in Australia. I don't know how long he stayed with Neville Beg for, but obviously he
4: was here for work experience. I yeah. wonder how many hat boxes and hats oh, he brings along right, with him. Right. Right. Yeah. Like my wife going down to the Spring Carnival. <laughs> 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 Listy
2: Hargies in town, and we've got. Um, uh, William Haggerson, of course, this great clash, will be speaking about it all week. Uh, the Queen Elizabeth Stakes next Saturday at Royal Randwick. A break and then we'll come back and watch Gay win her first derby. Yeah, whoo, we, whoo, yeah, whoo. Oh, Tommy Smith holds the uh, derby record. He won nine Australian derbies at Randwick. The next best, Bart Cummings, Tom Payton and Murray Baker with five. She's trained 154 Group 1 winners, Gay Waterhouse, but remarkably had never trained the winner of the Australian Derby. Now just think about that. The famous Gay Waterhouse, bone and muscle. She's trained great stayers. They run through brick walls. (laughs) This race was the missing link. Yes. Yes. And it comes towards the end of her career. Amazing. This was farcical,
3: honestly. This wasn't a derby they, they, look they they've come home quicker than the the,
4: the pj bell the last race can you, can you believe that over 1200 yeah. meters they've come home quicker than the pj bell i was interested to hear timmy clark's comments like he said he'd obviously watched the races at the second last race and nothing had come hard against the fence yeah um and that was his main plan to to hold it hard against the fence because he said no one had no one had touched it um i thought he was he did the start before he'd done it at both ends. The start before he was entitled to drop out of it, but <clears throat> he just sat up as he liked yesterday, and yeah, just controlled. Yeah, look, it's the typical Waterhouse Bot style.
3: And, you know, that's you, you teach your horses to race on the speed, and you get more luck, to, you know, in the big races than you than others, and that's where he capitalised there and got the run race run to suit and quickened at the right time. Typical Clark style. Yeah. this was enormous. Virtuous circle. Yes. Uh, considering the, the finishing sectionals of the race, uh, he had a lot to do and I thought he was sensational. He's obviously an underrated horse and um, he uh, had no luck in the Australian Cup coming into this race, so you know, it's easy to make a case from after it. Um, Cesaro was good on the inside there and considering circumstances i think the favorite went very well sharp and smart although he blended yeah. into the it wasn't his staying test that was going to be his asset it was a sprint
4: home mm. and he had to do the sprint home from um back in the field and and not only that ronnie it, from the thousand through to the <coughs> excuse me 600 everything went right for him yes the moment he got to the 600 when he needed that touch of luck something to drag him in all he done was check or you know like he was up on heels and just yeah, That's it not a, what he wanted. It's not an event. Not. Them horses had to
3: take off early and they've had nothing. Yeah. You know, anyway, anyway that, that happens. And um, he's a derby winner, and he is he, a derby winner because of his style.
2: Mm. And we should mention Adrian Botco trains with gay waterhouse. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> but Sorry Adrian's about that, got Adrian. <laughs> Adrian's got a lot of chances to win derbies down through his career. But yeah. gay, you know, time was running out. Yeah. Time yeah. was running out. But it's the it's the one race that she wanted to win. Yeah. Um,
4: Unfortunately, Gay wasn't there mm. and Adrian Bott wasn't there. He was there early, but he had to go. I think they said it was his, his sister's, sister's wedding. wedding. So, yeah. yeah, he had to duck out. So, they went in. It was only Neil Payne there to enjoy the moment. And he walks, Neil Payne.
2: <laughs> Neil Payne dressed in his black and white. Now, don't take this the wrong way, but I can't
13: believe Gay and Adrian have missed their first derby. Where are they? No, no, no. That's that, Look, Gay is at home, glued to the TV right now. Uh, this is a first derby. It's her first AGC derby. Yes. Yeah. Oh, terrific. Good on you, Gay. Well done. Tommy
2: uh, 19 Gay, you wouldn't believe that Gay has trained so many great stayers over the years
13: and this is a home track. Oh, incredible. No, Gay will be over them. Gay stays at home because she can concentrate on the races. she's got the grandchildren there and on the phone all the time on to the owners. Right. She contacts the owners all throughout the day, so she does have a busy day at home. Adrian, he had a family commi- commitment, I, I hope I'm allowed to say that it was his, um, his sister's wedding today. Yep. So Adrian was here to the sires and then, you know, got going to the wedding at Watson's <laughs> Bay. So I'm sure the wedding would be going off right now. So it's very exciting that, you know, um, I'm with the Gay Waterhouse Stable and Adrian Botts Stable that I'm in a privileged position to settle up this horse, be around great owners, you know, semi owners, you know, uh, and in the stable and all get a kick out what we do. The staff back home, you know, uh, a lot of them are here today, and it's just so exciting to actually win an AJC derby. Well, there's
2: so much history at Tulloch Lodge, and it continues, doesn't it? It carries on. It's
13: Ex- exactly right, Greg. You know, it's as you said, you know, I'm taken back a bit by, you know, Gay, um, her first derby, mm. you know, which is quite surprising. Mm. Naturally, Adrian's um, first AJC derby, so and what a way to do it. What a little champion this horse. He's, look, he, at home, He's he hasn't... Showing like he's brilliant, but he's just tough. Yeah. That's, what, that's what we say to the owners. Gay said to the owners this horse, ability wise, he's level with him, but toughness wise, he's got a heart as big as Farlat.
2: And the backup really told today, going into this race. As far as
13: fitness, right. that backup form was gold. Gee, gee, our horses, when they back up. Gay and Adrian, when we get the chance to back the horses up, they do go super so and look, look what happened today.
2: And I think with Tim Clark too, it's a great partnership, isn't it? Timmy's is one of your go-to jockeys.
13: Tim is, yeah. Tim, Tim's there. He knows how to ride our horses. And look, we've got a few jockeys there. Tim is the go-to jockey. Um, he knows how to ride our horses, as do all the other jockeys. But Tim's the man today.
9: Be special to, to give Gay and Adrian their first first Derby. She hasn't. There's not many races she hasn't won, and um, to, to put this trophy on a mantelpiece means a great deal. Yeah, obviously, you know, the support I get from, from Gay and Adrian, I, I wouldn't be here with, without them, so it's, um, it's a bit of uh, payback for them. Tough effort, the lead way Yeah, he, he um, the same, he's come out of two really fast-run races his last two, and he got into a pretty steady run mile and a half, so he, he trucked a little bit. He, I would have liked him to drop the bridle a bit more than he did, but Saying that that probably helped him get through the ground a little bit, but um, showed a really good turn of foot, top on the straight, and I was keen to um, stick hard fence because sort of most of the track have been used and, and chewed up a fair bit. But the inside looked all right, cantering around, so thought
6: I'd give it a go.
7: Preble virtuous circle.
6: Run enormous, probably didn't really uh, need to bit of dodging cars at about a half mile, but um, sort of got off the deck and collected himself and then come to win and probably just deep ground. He just took his toll, but love yours horse going forward. John
12: to zero. I think that's a run. We got a bit of a traffic on the top of the street, but we still hit the lines very well.
7: Hugh Bowman, smart and sharp.
9: I had a beautiful run. It was a stop start affair, but I was in the right spot and I just don't think he let down on the heavy track.
7: Gordon Childs, high approach.
9: Yeah, ran really well, um, just ended up a bit further back than where he wanted to but he hit the line really strong.
7: Mike's are elliptical? Uh,
9: he ran well enough, probably the first a bit drier.
7: Zach Perton, Andalus? He just
8: over-raced a little bit and didn't like the ground.
10: Stroke of luck, Tom Markwin. Yeah, and, uh, we walked around, he just ran a bit keen and as that first wave came at 6.50, I was just sort of pressured into getting racing a bit early. James Mcdonald, Pericles? He tried hard, he just um, ground.
7: Damien Lane, full of sincerity?
9: Unfortunately it didn't work out for me. From the thousand metre mark I just got hampered and knocked around and by the time I got into clear air the race was over.
7: Ben Mellon, Japanese Emperor.
9: Struggled to settle in the putridly run race and probably just had a bit of trouble going Sydney way.
7: Ryan Maloney,
10: Williamsburg. I just began a lot better than what he normally does and just found myself too close.
9: Okay,
2: so there's the... uh the jockeys, 20 group ones together now, Gay and Adrian, and Gay overall, 154.
3: Now listen, now to... listen champ, And when Gay's coming at you like this about the twilight of your career business, oh, no, no, I'll be to. going the other way, alright? All the best with that one. <laughs> no, I didn't
2: mean, I didn't mean that. Gay, yeah, you can be in your twilight for 20 years, your testament to that.
4: Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> I just want to show a little bit of horsemanship here. Um, the chopper shot at the start, uh, young Lukey Dittman, I don't know whether he totally lost his eye or um, it slipped into an awkward position, but you notice he reaches down and puts it back on foot. Good yeah. bit of horsemanship. Yep. He's a tall boy, Luke. Yes, he is.
2: Um, let's, now, Liam Howley about the runner-up. I couldn't be prouder. Couldn't be prouder. We, uh, we thought we had him right, and, um, yeah, he showed today what a class horse he is. He's been running in some very tough races, doing OK. He obviously believed he could come out, up here and run a race.
4: Yeah, no, certainly. I believed him the whole way along. Yeah, we just need to give him time to develop, and, uh, yeah, he showed today. And all, all the way along, we've just been looking for that bit of luck. Beautiful ride
14: by Brett today, but, uh, you know, when you, you're chasing one a gaze you've got to work hard for it, and so, anyway.
2: And now uh, Graham Rogerson on Sharp and Smart.
4: Yeah, he went super. Hughie
5: just said the ground. He couldn't accelerate. He kept coming, but he said he just couldn't sprint. And Ryan's kept telling me in New Zealand he can't handle the wet, but he always runs a good race.
4: If he didn't win, I'm
1: pleased the horse had
5: done. Uh, I got some people to buy shares in the Sevenpill horse that won. So that was good. Well, that's good sportsmanship as well. What will you do with your horse now? No,
4: he's going home and he'll have eight weeks spell. Come back in the spring.
2: He's always a winner, Roggie. It doesn't matter whether he wins the race or runs fourth, he's a winner still a winner.
3: And what a great job from Savabile yesterday. He had the sprint winner and yeah, the derby
2: winner. winner. Yes. Yeah. I wish yeah. I win and Major Bill both side by Beal. Mm. Who? Rogie Train. <laughs> he's always a winner. Yeah. Well, Here's the size. Let's pick them up uh, on the home turn. The second leg of the two-year-old triple crown. Chris Waller's won them both. Shinzo's in the paddock. But this horse who got knocked over in the slipper and was beaten nearly 20 lengths has come out and won a group one, militarised. And bolts in, uh, and why can't he, unless it was just a, a wet
3: track big win, You know, why can't he come out and win mm. the, mile, the yeah. Champagne Stakes. He, he struggles with these two-year-olds well, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> that won't be the whisper at the sales list in the next couple of days. He's won the slipper, he's won the stars, and he's probably gonna win the champagne. Yeah. And uh, with different horses. So look, I, um, yeah, Classic case of peaking on the right day, yep. uh, isolated, yep. this would be his race, being by Dundee. and um, he's obviously just had a bigger set of lungs, but obviously you've
4: got to be forgiving down the line with these, he, he just didn't go a yard in its Cylinder. No, he, his wheels were spinning pretty much the whole race, he's going to make his presence felt, Joey Marrera, while he's here, he's here for six weeks, Yeah. But a couple of comments that were made yesterday, I wouldn't be surprised if he stays on a bit longer. Stays longer? Yeah, I've just got a feeling, you know, he's... Um, yeah, I'm not saying he's definitely going to call Australia home, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if he did.
3: We'll get Pertin back. See so what he thinks about the end of July there, I mean, <laughs> and maybe when he tracks at Warwick Farm. He's still, still
2: loving it. Oh, <laughs> mate, he's Brazilian. He's greedy, mate. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <He's greedy>. <laughs> <laughs> let's, um, let's hear from Chris Waller and uh, Jay Moreira and also the uh, beaten brigade. And we'll come back and talk a little bit more about the uh, beaten runners. Here's Chris.
11: Here with the weather, it's sort of through a few
2: question marks
11: over some horses, but you've seen others excel. So we've got a very nice colt here and he's done a great
2: job to win today. He got knocked over in the slipper and he was never going to be a real slipper horse in your mind. You, you went there, but he was more a size horse? Yeah, he's a horse that we could see that just
11: needed a little bit of time and we haven't put him under too much pressure to get anywhere. Um, yeah, his, his early races have all been very encouraging. Even when he got beaten here in a small field, I love the way the last 100 metres he mm-hmm. still still got through the line and that to me showed this was a nice race for him and yeah, the Golden Slipper was a, a step in the, on that path. What about the Champagne in a couple of weeks? I'm not sure. We we'll talk to um, Mr Teo, Henry Field and all their team, um, a team that I haven't
2: had much to do with so we'll, yeah. we'll see what they've got to say. Great accomplishment, first two legs of the Triple Crown, Slipper in our size. That's right, very good.
12: Apparently he's such a n- nice horse isn't he? he he kind of floated on, on the surface, which uh, meant not many horse would be able, consider that uh, the track is quite heavy today. Um, it's, been, it's been said that uh, he struggled a little bit in his last run, considering that he was involved into an incident where they just took him out of the race, but getting a good, good gate today, put himself into the right spot. Once I got him into the clear, he was a win a long way home. So you kind of described that was a just a fun, fun win. As a rider, it's always a pleasure to sit on top of such a nice horse like this. And uh, as I said as well, I just couldn't be any happier.
4: How good is it to be in the group one circle back in Australia? As good as it
7: gets. Hugh Bowman, Don Corleone.
8: Uh, he was fantastic today. He's um,
9: traveled well, let down well, and no match for the winner.
7: Dylan Gibbons, peer pressure.
9: Yeah, I'm just excited for the owners. It's the first one they've bred and they feel like they've won. So she's gone terrific.
7: Damian Lane, V8.
9: He ran great, very honest. He had to do a little bit of work early. and. Uh, definitely not suited to the heavy conditions.
7: Tim Clark, bases loaded. Yeah,
9: another super honest performance from him. I thought he battled away really well.
7: Jace McDonald, cylinder.
9: Um, it just never worked out. He never travelled at all. Didn't feel comfortable in the ground, and so he's hard to get a line.
7: John Allen, Brave Mead. Yeah,
5: look, traveling into it well, just one of the his head and um, Just didn't really handle the conditions.
7: Zach Perton, Empire of Japan.
10: Uh, he didn't run it out on the testing ground.
7: Tom Markwin, Cafe Millennium.
10: Uh, that, uh, the future for him is always going to be um, once he gets chance to grow up, but that was just too soft and fair. What about the lone
2: filly in the race that gets a placing, Peer Pressure, Chris Lees?
11: Well, it was a throw at the start, so I suppose the, the weather God's probably
4: contributed, but um, really nice filly. Um, give her a chance in the the early stage of the race she hit the line well so it's great to get a um, group one placing with a nice filly.
11: Your
2: owners are ecstatic and reacted as if it won and in many ways it did because as a filly a placing in a black type race automatically increases its value dramatically. Yeah that's right look they bred the
11: filly so you I couldn't deny them an opportunity to run in a group one race so I'm really happy to do it and um, thankfully it paid off somewhat for them. Future plans? Uh, We'll just see how she comes through a pretty
4: testing day
2: still eligible for a maiden. <laughs> yeah. i tell you what,
3: the race she come out of that, Kimochi, yep. uh, run much faster time than the first winner there on the same day in the Kensington Track. That might be a hot form race, so there mightn't be any fluke in that peer pressure run.
2: We'll wait and see how those horses come through the, uh, the size. Uh, more work to be done on the uh, champagne stakes. All right, when we come back, the New Haven Park Country Championship win by Sizzle Manizzle. Okay, the Western Districts finally have bragging rights in the country championships. The Western Districts had never won it before yesterday, Uh, still the Central Districts are yet to win it. So that's the missing link as far as all areas of New South Wales. But here's the horse from Dubbo. Sizzleman is all at any old odds. Well, what can we say? He, he you know, he was big odds and probably
3: justifiably so. But as I'll um, make uh, Mick Wallace say, West is best. West, West is, best. is best. And he's well, uh... he
2: used to say it, but had nothing to back it up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, he has now.
3: Yeah. Uh, this is a three-year-old, the lightly raced, most lightly raced horse in the race, and look at him go. And hey, there mate. had to be queries about him on a wet track going into it. So he's just jumped every bar there and.
4: What can you say? Between Uh, the half mile and the home turn, he was going two to their one. When Sammy Clippen and give him a squeeze to get up, I think he was just chasing a position that he thought he was going to lose. But when he gave him a squeeze, honestly, he went two to their one from the half mile through to the 400. Yeah, I think this is when probably the track was at its worst during the day. Uh, This
3: is the final bit of rain, and really the Times will tell you that as well. But um, I thought he was excellent, Talbragar. I thought he was going to run last before the turn, he, when he got a niggle there was no response there from McDonald mm. and he still, he runs through the pain barrier and fought it out well. I've been trying as a real wet tracker and forgivable for obviously a few, Akasawa and t- the was silence. they never travelled at any stage in that going.
4: And Kimberly secrets over travelled the whole race. That's right, he she over- over-race. Yes. Mm.
2: Look, look at this, uh, what, what the country championships have done for some of these trainers. Uh, Brett Robb now ha- he's training at Dubbo. He's a good horseman. He's a great horse and, he's, yeah. and, he, and he have a stable full of horses now. Yeah. The, the, the rapid rise of, of Brett Robb, who, who basically took over from his dad, yeah. has been remarkable. Yeah. He's, a, he's training at about just under 20 yeah. percent. and I think he's got a lot of horses. Yes. Um, and his dad was out at Timingley picnics yesterday. <laughs> That's a good day out. Huh? He won the first. Did he? Rodney. Okay. Yeah, he won the first. Have
4: he you couldn't been, Rodney?
2: The... Yeah, I've been to i
3: okay. Have you? I used to go to all those country meetings. but Bajarabong wished to be a great day. They... Mm-hmm.
4: I'd love to do they, all those they,
2: things.
3: They say they're not as good as they used to be, but they're still supported by the right That's people. That's
2: right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, the Tomingley Picnic Cup was on yesterday. I think Connie Gregg won the uh, Tomingley Picnic Cup, but Rodney was out there. His son was in Sydney, winning the country championships.
15: I knew I was coming here with a lot fitter horse than I had at Canamble, You know, he missed out on a bit of work heading into it. and. You know, he was very brave at Canamble for the for the work he'd had into him, you know. And look, between now and then, I've been other the gym more working to him. I knew I how to fit a horse. Um, when I was getting in the truck to come here this morning out of, out of Penrith, and they rung me and said it's pouring down rain, I got real nervous then because I, I didn't think he could handle the wet. But Really? Um, yeah, look, he just showed he can. He probably hasn't seen too many of them at all. No, he went around as a two year old um, at Scone on a wet track, but um, he ran well, but I, I didn't think he got through it that day. But um, I was looking, look, the horses still maturing, he's a, he's a really nice horse. I've always liked the horse ever since I broke him in. I rode him for the first time and I got off and I run Greg and I thought, I, I think you got a nice horse here, you know, and he's just taking a little bit longer than what we thought to, for the penny to drop. And um, look, I still don't think, I think he's got more improvement left in him, you know, so um, I think we're gonna have a lot of fun with him. Biggest win of your career? Definitely. I've never seen you in a suit. <laughs> I don't get in them much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're happy to be in one today. Uh, de- definitely, yes. Good on you, half a million dollar race here. Uh, Tell people how you prepare for this. This is a 12-month build-up for people in the country, isn't
15: it? It is, yeah. Like, um, I was only talking about it with someone this morning, you know, like, I'll be glad when this weekend's over because, you you know, you're preparing these horses for this for a long time out, you know. And, you know, I at, at the start of it, I had six horses set for it, you know, but at the end, I only had three. So mm. um, a lot of things go wrong. And as I said, it is it is a lot of work to get these horses here. Now
2: you've got to try and find a Kosciuszko runner. Maybe it's this bloke.
15: Yeah, could be. I, I want to set um, Gallant Star for that. That's me. Um, I want to try and get him into yeah, that. Yeah, well, he
2: was the horse you
15: hoped to get here, wasn't yeah. he, early on, and he, he failed at Mudgee? He did, yeah. He um, he had a few setbacks. He um, pulled up lame there, and he had a bit of a virus, so I thought we'd put him out and um, let him get right over it and get him back in and hopefully get him in the Kosciuszko. But he's a
2: good horse, isn't he? Very good horse. Yeah. Very good. Congratulations. How would Dad be feeling?
15: Yeah, he'll be happy, he'll be back there, at, uh, he's at Tomingley Picnics today, so, yeah, um, hope he wins the cup there. It's like the Everest of, of
8: the country and the, the, the build up of this race, this race and the Kosciuszko's uh, reaches far and wide in the state and um, Brett Robb, he's a, just a great horseman and he always gives me a ride on the highways, whether it's uh, in the lead up to the, to the carnivals or in the middle of winter and um, his horses, he, he just tells you, he doesn't beat around the bush, so to speak. He just tells you around, tells you what he thinks, how they'll go, and he leaves the rest up to you. And I'm really proud of, of him because I'm sure this is um, a big occasion for him. And, uh, yeah, he, he said to me, I'm not sure how this horse will handle the wet, but if he's handling it, I'll leave it to you. And the further this horse went in, in the race, the more he started handling the ground and it all opened up on the rail. I just pinched runs, he was handling it, so I just kept asking him to get through it and, just got him as far as I could down the straight without having to use us for the whip uh, with him just in case his wheels started spinning and and I gave him a couple of little fly squats on the hind quarters he just let rip. So I'm really proud to win this race. I've I've come close on one, one occasion but to cross the line first in this. The race of the bush, it's, uh, it's very pleasing.
7: he's McDonald Talburga.
8: Yeah, lovely horse, he was beautifully prepared, he ran his heart out. Ellen
7: Hennessy, I've been trying. Uh, yeah, Super Ron, um, very tough from Budgate, very proud of him. Tyler Schiller.
8: Bianca Villano, um, he, he travelled really well, the track didn't suit him, but he was very brave.
7: Rachel King, our last cash. Ah, uh, massive run, I don't think the heavy track's really ideal for him, but he's very honest. Zach Burton, Kimberly Secrets? I just
9: wanted to go a little bit hard early and that told in the end.
7: Aaron Bullock, Akasawa?
9: Yeah, I'm not sure where they, is it still an 8? <laughs> is it still an 8? Because I, I, it's definitely worse than that, I'd say 10, and don't, don't get much heavier, but um, yeah, my horse sort of drew that awkward barrier and we sort of had to roll back in behind them and yeah, you won't, you won't be making much ground today.
7: Ash Morgan, Running Bear?
8: Uh, yeah, too heavy. I thought she did a good job to put herself into some type of condition.
7: Nick Hayward, testator silence.
8: Very disappointed. He uh, very quiet going to the gates and he raced accordingly.
7: Darren Wicklow Sir Ravenelli? Yeah, he pulled his shoe off around the back and hit his joint, so it didn't help me.
2: Uh, so let's hear from Greg McDonald, one of the part owners of Sizzle Manizzle.
11: We've uh, had horses with Brett for a long time and his dad Rodney and um, uh, when, when Rodney's kind of semi-retired Brett took over and we had him at Ningin originally and, and Brett's moved to Dubbo and, and just took uh, I think 14 or 15 horses and now he's got a, a stable full he's done a fantastic job Brett has.
2: Now you'd know that a couple of years ago Brett was talking about giving it away because COVID was hurting the business it was robbing him of the non-tab meetings and things like that the K's were getting him down and he mentioned it to the owners?
11: Yes no he, he he rang us up and said, "You know, it's a, another two-hour drive from Ningin to Dubbo, and I think it was taking us toll. All the extra driving, even to see the vet. A horse, horse got injured, have to drive four hours to see a vet. And moving to Dubbo has been a, a great move
2: for Brett, and he's just flourished since he's been there." My boy from Ningin, mm. um, Sizzle Manizel, You, you, um, you're mates with Snoop Dogg, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know him well. Yeah. He's good. <laughs> Good bloke. You Want to tell us a story? No. <laughs> what have you got
3: for I, us? I actually walked into his private lift there in New York one year, and I wasn't supposed to be in that lift. And he, he was quite. I didn't know who he is, where he was, uh, but my wife started kicking me, and I'm going, "What's the matter with you?" And he said, "He was a nice fellow." He said, "Nice fellow." Good yeah. afternoon. That's all I got from him, you know. Right. But I didn't know who he was. Oh, I thought it was a better story than no, that. That is a better story. Um, uh,
2: let uh, oh, caught me off guard. Let's, <laughs> 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 let's have a listen to Katie Morgan.
8: Yeah, it was really good. He's got in at the last minute and as it turned out, I think Barrier 13 probably played against us, but congratulations to Brett. He's a terrific bloke, great trainer, so I'm glad it's, uh, good, yeah, good to a mate. You just had the debrief with James McDonnell, what do you have to say? It's 1,200, Kosciuszko later in the year, he said he'd be perfect for that. Uh, really heavy ground, probably not to his liking, and um, yeah, he
3: was
7: very happy with his run.
2: I didn't know he sung Sizzleman, (laughs) (laughs) did No, he doesn't doesn't sing it, I don't think. He he just says it. it. Roddy said in the break, how did that come up? (laughs) (laughs) Here's the provincial midway market for next Saturday. Uh, We've got our final field after the wild card. And um, Lock Eagle, who was, I think, before a heat was run, was the first favourite. Uh, Kayobi in short shorts. So that's one of the features on day two of the championships alongside the Queen Elizabeth and the Sydney Cup, the Provincial Midway Championship final next Saturday. We're gonna take a break and when we come back, uh, the chairman quality, Joe Moreira at it again. The Chairman's Quality, a lead-up to the Sydney Cup, which is run next week. We'll show you a market for that. Uh, this was when the rain was really coming down. Surefire, fire, Chris Waller and Joe. Well,
3: look at this. Uh, well, he'd been totally out of form. I know they'd been crying for a wet track. And Joe gets pinched for overuse of the whip here. I, look, I, I think this whip, I, know, I keep saying it, I know the stewards are got to act by the laws, but I think this whip rule is so flawed. He doesn't even hit it, the, more or less the last 100 metres. He did once and it knocked the whip out of uh, Dean Holland's hands, uh, hand here on Nerve Not Verve, which may have made a difference. Uh, but good, strong performance. He was kind to him to the line. But just with this whip, we're, we're a, a heavy track,
4: 2,600 metres. These horses need winding up before the yeah. turn. and especially these horses on conditions like that, Ronnie. Like they, <clears throat> they're they very lacklustre. You need to get them up into the bridle. And the back ends. That's it, back ends. And honestly, He didn't hit it the last 100. So they should be a little bit forgiving. You know, like it should be overall, not just looked at before the 100. Because after the 100, he didn't even hit it. Um, Again, I just love this Joe Mariri. The way he holds on the horses, he gives them a lot of confidence, especially on tracks like that. Like I had Jason Collett down as the best wet weather track jockey ever. But I want kids to take notice in the size. Look at the way that he's holding his hands. We normally hold the reins in a backhand position. But he's got him like in a forehand position like he's driving a trotter it's very very common over in um, south america Mm. the way the jockeys hold it Um, i've been telling a lot of the kids they they didn't even know who joe Moreira was well they will do now and he's going to be here for six weeks at this stage but he's such a good rider he's so balanced Um, he just holds horses and they gain a lot of confidence out of the way that he holds them and gets them to travel but um, yeah, it's, it's a weird, it's a it weird is. look. It is. But, um, so if we <coughs> watch, if we watch every jockey there yesterday, there'd only be one bloke doing that.
2: Hundred oh, percent, only one bloke. Sure,
3: I've never seen it before.
2: Yeah, I reckon it's like I'll, Kevin Newman there. he is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, uh, that was uh, surefire, and here's Chris Waller. Chris, uh, Jay Moreira, he's your man. Yeah, he is.
11: We've had a lot of luck with him over the last few years, and, uh, or last 12 or so years, and yeah, group ones, and started the championship, championship off in good style. That was a tough performance in the going out there today. He really wanted that. Yeah, he did, and he needed to turn his form around. He's been a little bit plain the first couple of runs, but a bit of giving the track today has been a big help. And yeah, at the 300-meter mark, I thought we were home, but then all of a sudden, the challenges appeared. For the last 200 meters, he held them off. Any question of backing up next week? No question. He'll definitely be there seven days' time.
12: He probably got in front a little bit too early. I was forced to do that to make sure that I got this, this move run on the inside. But, you know, he just kept attacking the line if you look if you watch the race the last probably just the last for long i wasn't really going deep into him i mean i was just trying to guide him to just finish the race off this straight felt extremely long you know the surface is not helping anybody including himself but he was probably the one that enjoyed the surface the most so i'm extremely glad to be winning another race here in australia 2600 he's stepping up to
4: 3200 it would have felt every bit of 3200
12: but i i don't see any problem with him stepping up to any further you know he seems to be a a real staya, and uh, I presume the connection got to give him a chance.
7: Damien Lane, Jim Martini.
9: Yeah, another really good honest effort. Um, she presented really well. Just peaked on her run late, but um, yeah, another good honest run.
7: Dean Holland, nerd not Verve? Yeah, couldn't be more impressed. Um, next week
9: looks very good for her, for her now. And um, I dropped, I got the whip knocked out of my hand at this 150,
7: but I think we would have run second if that hadn't
9: happened. So. Very uh, full of merit for next week.
7: John Allen, high emotion. Uh, she ran super, just got a little far back, but she was teaming home. Zach Lloyd, Pesto.
8: Yeah, he ran super. I think uh, the two miles next week's going to really suit him.
7: James McDonald, Benno.
8: He boxed on well under the heavy conditions.
7: Sam Clippard and Stockman. Yeah, Perhaps I would have
8: liked him just to just see him go to the line a bit stronger, but I think next week he drops significantly in weight for um, Sydney Cup, and I think he'll be cherry ripe.
7: Tim Clark, Sacramento. Yeah,
9: you know, good, honest, brave effort from him. Probably a fraction wet for his liking, but he still battled it out, honestly.
7: Louise De La Ball. Brave effort, got caught wide, and uh, we just couldn't, couldn't catch him in Australia. It's just too hard work, but good run. Tyler Schiller, Normandy's Bridge.
8: I thought he stayed on well. They went a pretty moderate gallop through the middle stages, which didn't help, but he, he sprinted hard and stuck to his guns.
7: Josh Parr-Torrens. Uh, the poor
8: bugger hated the conditions.
7: Rachel King, Raging Bull. Um, yeah, just didn't handle that track at all.
2: Okay, the Sydney Cup, Cleveland, Joseph O'Brien, Keran McAvoy, 51 kilos, mm-hmm. 350 favourites. He's getting
3: shorter, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting race. I think the right two favourites the way I'm looking at
2: it without delving too much into it. Uh, now, let's go to the uh, Adrian Knox. Now, the Cummings boys, James and Edward, have dominated this races, uh, this race over the last four years. James with two and now Ed with two. Normally, the Vinery is the first go-to race. Yep but what about this on a wet track? Well, how do we assess it? How easy was this win? If, if, if we're gonna
3: assess her oaks chances if the track's dry, it's, uh, it'll he- yeah. put your head
4: into a spin. But if we get it wet, she's certainly right in calculations. So look, she's just come from nowhere. If it's wet and she holds that turn of foot, oh, I can't see any beater. No. That's
2: what the Adrian Knox is for, isn't it? It's yeah. for the fillies that do come from nowhere. Yes. They're not the established stakes performers like you get through the Vinery, but he did have a crack at that Kim LaGrange Classic at its second start.
3: He did, he did, and maybe ridden a bit close there, but um, or I, look, she just looked a certainty in the run sequestered, she just didn't let down at all, so we've got to be a little forgiving there we'll learn more about most of these next time on a dry surface. But
2: take nothing against the dominance of that win. I couldn't believe sequestered Mr Place. Me neither. He has going to win and it's run fourth. fourth yep. Here's Ed Cummings. I
14: suppose I've learned from the best and maybe he learned from the best. <laughs> that was a very, very strong win. You must be excited about next week. Well, look, I suppose there's a lot of water to pass under the bridge. I think I said the exact same words three years ago or two years ago Yep. with Dewis. But um, this this filly, she's probably got a longer stride and she's got a better turn of foot. so. You know, there's, there's obviously a lot, of, um, a lot of racing left ahead of her. She, she's having a third race start today, first time at 2000. Uh, but we've always felt like she was a nice Oaks type of filly. Whether it all comes too soon at the moment is, you know, yet to be determined given how she comes through the next few days. Uh, but more than likely, we'll be paying up on Tuesday for the Oaks. You thought a lot of her to go to the Kembla Grange Classic get a second start. Well, we did, and she was ridden upside down that day and just asked to do too much too soon. Um, but coming back three weeks between runs with a tick over trial uh, in between just gave us all a bit more confidence that she was right to go on with. And look, we're not getting ahead of ourselves too. There's some, some very inexperienced other r- horses in this race as well. Um, and, and, and the testing material has to be the Vinery Stakes and, and the quality of the filly that won that. Even though she's not taking part, some nice horses were in behind. So look, um, she's a nice horse on the way through. Uh, whether it all comes too soon is yet to be determined, but she's certainly, um, you know, she's repaid some faith at the moment that uh, New Haven Park instilled in our stable, um, hopefully off the benefit of, uh, with the benefit of some good results, and we're incredibly thankful for the opportunity. The pace wasn't run to suit me
8: and my horse, and she overdid things in the run as well, just through, she just needed more pace. So I could have been certainly forgiving with her if she's plugged away and run a nice fourth or fifth, uh, we would have had an excuse and probably still gone well enough to President Owen Oaks, But for her to let down in that ground like she did, bloody impressive. And uh, Ed Cummings, well played to him. He's, he knows how to prepare a 3 old filly over the classic distance. And I think he's got another one here who will be, uh, provided she pulls up well, we will take a power beating next week. Won't take, uh, she get the distance, no problem? Well, the way she overworked in the run there, just because of lack of tempo and in that ground shows me that she's got that stamina to finish off on that. So, provided she can just switch off uh, for that extra 400 meters next week, which is a different pain barrier again. But I mean, she was strong through the line then. She put pay to her rivals. And, even took a power of pulling up, so a few boxes ticked there.
7: Damien Lane, Mountain Guest. Good run. Uh, unfortunately,
9: the winner just had too much sprint for us, but she fought on well to the end.
7: Chad Schofield, Premise. Very
9: good run. Um, we took her back from the wide draw. She relaxed well. When I peeled her out, she showed a really good turn of foot and she sustained it well to the line.
7: James McDonald sequestered.
9: Yeah, she travelled like the wind the whole way.
10: Just let down the heavy ground and just got a bit tired late.
7: Rock Ryan, whisker to whisker. Yeah, honest performance. She's just not a wet tracker. Is that curtain that be? It
10: was okay. Just struggled at the distance. On the wet track.
7: Taylor Shillis of Markia.
8: Travelled well, um, she was very disappointing in Australia.
7: Tim Clark, Candy Love.
9: Yeah, she, from the start, she was sort of in a bit of a foul mood and ran accordingly.
7: John Allen, Hoops.
5: Yeah, I thought struggling struggle to run out the trip on that wet track. That means big.
2: Uh, okay, Arts goes in now at $8 per vitra. Runner up in the vinery. There's no prowess, of course, she went home and you got the. Uh, New Zealand Oaks winner not nominated, but Pavitra deserves to be favourite. She deserves to be favourite, I like Polygons run, she'll stay hard and um, we'll just see what track conditions we're working with and assess it from there. That's right, we've got a long week of uh, seeing what this weather does. Let's uh, take a break, we'll come back and look at the remainder of the card at Randwick. Uh, Let's go back to the uh, first race of the day and uh, Soltaire was going to win this race and Libertad lifts and fights back to score. Obviously a very nice horse.
3: You'll like the way he eats up the line. Libertad, he's two for two now. He's got style, he's got substance and he's got a big future. She did cruise up um, there, Soltaire, Whether she was just outstayed at the... At the distance, where uh, she didn't run the 1100 right out, but we, we can make all sorts of things up yeah. here. Did Barber handle it wet? Uh, but you're gonna like the gap from he put in the field, the, the first two put, put in the field here. He's obviously a very
4: promising horse. And goes on both conditions. Yes, mm. relish that ground there yesterday. Um, yeah, you think this thing, James McDonald, I thought he was just going to win me panels. Yeah, and I don't think I, I don't think it stopped. I think Chad's just kicked back and... And wanted it. Yeah. Mm.
2: And we're going to see it in the second race too. We'll go to uh, Annabelle Neesham, not sure what she's going to do now with uh, Libertad. Uh, the Carbine Club, same thing again here. Uh, the Fortune Teller fought back to beat Machilade. Incredible. He
3: um, made it a long-sustained run, Machilade, and you thought, oh, this, this is his race today, ridden a bit quieter, yeah. back to the mile, and oh, how, how easy is this? Uh, the early crow in play. Uh, <laughs> he, he just, it's a stumble here. I, and I thought he dropped his hands,
4: Shiller, but it, he had a little fumble there. Just I'm coming up here, he just—he's gone from the backhand position. He's gone to put yeah, and the, the sweater up in the forehand position. But it's—I'd nearly say. Well, I think it's definitely cost
3: him. Oh, I reckon it's costed the race. Yeah. It all depends. If you backed him, you're saying it's costed the race. If you didn't, you saying, no, oh, it just didn't matter. Yeah. But he does coming with momentum, and on these tracks, if you just. Stop on these horses. They do come back underneath you. And it's you. hard to get them going again. And, and that momentum, I think, was lost here. And look, I'm not blaming Tyler. I just think it was just a, a little hiccup there where he just
4: got a little bit slippery in the rain. Yeah, I think he's juggled it. That's what it is. He's got. I thought he was putting the whip in his
3: mouth or something. Mm. Hungry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they, they, they are. They. He was called into the steward's room and they asked him what happened. Mm. And he said, "I was in using it backhand." And he
4: said, "I tried to switch it to forehand." And And I I will stick up for him, Tyler. He's got like gloves on. It's obviously really, really wet. The raining during the race. Yeah, and those whips because they're padded, they've got like a foam in the end of it. Different than what we. And they they collect the water. They become really heavy and like yeah, on heavy days like like yesterday, you, you quite often need three or four whips because okay. they can, they can be basically drowned.
3: I'm not, I'm not saying pilot error. Yep. It was just an unfortunate yeah, incident sure. that may have cost that horse
2: momentum to win. Yep. Uh, now let's go to the last. This was some win, a performance of Magic Time in the colours that Secret Admirer used to wear, yep. Johnny Muir's colours. So Graham Begg and, and, and Johnny Muir go back a long time. They certainly do. And uh, she yes, comes out there yeah. and she gives... Opal you know, Ridge a bit of a brush there
3: coming out, but outstanding, you know, first up, testing conditions
4: yep. in a stakes race, and um, Graham just knows his horses so well. Yeah, he was bullish about it on the radio, yeah, I heard him talking to you in the morning, but what I liked about the win running, and nothing, when I say nothing went away, she obviously got back, she was in behind them, but nothing towed her into the race, yep. she was actually coming back to get around runners to find clear running. But just the way she attacked the line, I, I just thought it was sensational on the on the conditions. Last race of the day, yep.
2: to be going that fast, exactly, yeah, exactly.
4: Now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, great
3: effort. Uh, yeah, uh, that little Sumatra, she'll keep for me. And she, she's she's a little winner coming up. She got knocked down early and too short for us. She'll improve. I'm staying on her back. Um, I think there's a fourteen hundred next time for her. Opal
2: Ridge got in trouble too. She
3: did. Yep. Yeah, she yep. did. And uh, that was where that yep, just comes out there, and.
2: Yeah, good filly I think, yeah. very good filly. I think she's very, very good. All himself. right, let's 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 hear from Graham Began, Jordan Child.
6: You know, I said to John Mueller some months ago, I said, I don't know bloody how good she is to be truthful. You know, we only gave her two runs in the spring um, and put her away. She had a little minor setback coming into this preparation. So she was going to get ready for the, the autumn race in Melbourne. Anyway, we had to sort of back off her a little bit, give her that time to get over the issue that she had. and. Uh, Gear up for today's race and uh, onwards up upwards for two weeks time for the James car.
9: She's a very nice horse. I've always thought that of her and. It was a bit messy um, at stages during that race, and I just had to be a bit patient, but once I got to the outside, uh, she knew what she was here for, and she attacked the line strong. What about distance-wise? I think she'll get over further. Um, She's a very relaxed horse, and you can sort of put her wherever you want, and she'll come back and do everything to please you. So I reckon she'll get over 14, maybe even a mile, Um, but she's just very brilliant in everything that she does.
2: Okay, to wrap up the show, let's have a look at the other markets that are coming up. If If the Queen Elizabeth is the race of the day, the race of the carnival, uh, this is second best. Yeah. Mm. Uh, th- this is going to be a wonderful contest. Alcohol freeze going there. The $10 million mare that was bought by Yulong. I don't know, fangirl and hope in your heart. Um, but uh, that list, that that's a deep list.
3: It's a deep uh, list. Looks to be good speed in the race on paper. It's going to be a real good little contest there. And that Melbourne Philly pays a little late nom. It is airborne Sierra Leone, miss. Uh,
2: the Arrowfield for the three year olds. Once again, it's. Uh, It's too early in the week to know what's going there but I think Buenos Notches is going there. They kept him nice and fresh haven't they? Yep. So that's the uh, Arrowfield and the two-year-old fillies feature race of the carnival is the Percy Sykes. Well, there's that filly I was talking about, Camochi. All of a sudden's in that
3: market now mm. uh, through other horses around it going well. Um, but Autumn Ballet was, Ballet was terrific at Canberra. There's some really good fillies there. His Invincibles better than what we
2: saw. So that, yeah. that's going to be a great race. Mm. Okay. Well, the good news is the forecast for later in the week, if it is to be believed, is better, uh, leading to Thursday, Friday, yeah, Saturday. Well, just clear, clear running the last two and a half days. That's so. right. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. It's going to be a big uh, week and a big build up to day two of the championships. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.